Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke. You know today's show. It's Thursday, which is one day left till Friday. So it's not quite there yet. In fact, I'm hopefully the... Actually, not hopefully. I am your only host that's actually doing stuff during this holiday break. But... So what I'm going to do today, give you guys the pick for tonight between the Rams and the Saints. Huge game inside the NFC South and the NFC playoff picture as a whole. Give you my pick on that and break it down as to why. I'm taking who I'm taking, plus I'll give you the pick for the bowl games. The Well, one bowl game. There is one tonight. So if you're not watching the NFL, there is a bowl game on tonight. And then I'll give you the picks in the NBA and the NHL and college basketball. And, 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 Major League Baseball just cannot seem to leave stuff alone. They're already tweaking the pitch clock again. Like, they just, just leave stuff alone. Because my biggest, and I'll explain my biggest problem in a bit with this, but... In gist, the biggest rule change, and there's a list, but the the major two are that they're going to make the pitch clock now, where, remember how if there was a man on base, it was 20 seconds? Well, now, they're going to switch it down to 18. So, if there's a guy on base now, now it's 18, and then if a reliever, unless a pitcher's injured, if a pitching, if a guy come out of the bullpen... Uh, gets out to the warning track with like two minutes left on the clock, then it then the clock resets at two, not two fifteen. You know some weird rules like that. And then the other is the base paths are getting widened from home plate to first. Now they're putting it at the edge of the grass. You know there are a bunch of other ones, and I'll read them to you. But you know baseball just needs to leave it alone. I know you want a younger audience, you want people my age, that's fine, but there are some of us who did like the game the way it was. We didn't need it to change. But, you want more audience, that's on you. But anyway, that's the biggest news out of this. Otherwise, let's go ahead, get the picks out for today. Yeah, just making sure I had my phone with me here. Let's go ahead, jump these picks in, and then I'll be out of here for tonight. Uh, let's go into the app, the ESPN app, which is how I do this show. I know ESPN has not been the greatest bastion for sports fans these last few years. But as I said when I started this show, when you call yourself the worldwide leader, Expect a lot of people to use you as a template or a target. So that's why I use ESPN as my main source for this show. It's not because I love the company. It's because if you're going to consider yourself the worldwide leader, you better be you better be ready for when somebody like me does eventually become your competitor. Not at this point, but eventually it will. Anyway. Let's go ahead and get to the show. Let's get into the NBA. Again, odds courtesy of ESPN Bet. So here we go. For my NBA fans, 
take Minnesota minus nine and a half at home. The top seed in the West looks to keep the Laker woes continuing. The Lakers are one in four since winning the in-season tournament last week or a couple weeks ago. So going to go with the Timberwolves minus nine and a half. Going to go with the Trailblazers minus four and a half against the Wizards. And I'm going to go with the Jazz plus one and a half over the Pistons. So take Utah. Take the T-Wolves and take the Trailblazers. Those are your winners tonight in the NBA. For my college football fans, yes, there is a bowl game on tonight. It is the Gasparilla Bowl at Raymond James Stadium between the USF Bulls, the South Florida Bulls, which is kind of ironic for them. They're playing in their own stadium, but they're considered the road team in this game against the Orange in Tampa, Syracuse minus three and a half. Go with the odds there, but I'm going to go with the Bulls plus three and a half in the Gasparilla Bowl at home. It's considered a neutral site, but, you know, I'll take USF at home. Oh, no, that's the Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that's even better. I thought it was the Gasparilla Bowl, you know, the uh, bowl name that, uh, used to be the Outback Bowl and used to be playing on New Year's Day, but they got rid of that one. So I thought it was the Gasparilla Bowl, but no, it's the Boca Raton Bowl. The RoofClaim.com the roof Boca Raton Bowl. I'm going to go with the Bulls in Boca Raton plus three over the Orange. So go with USF over Syracuse tonight in the Boca Raton Bowl. In college basketball, no, well, got three top 25 matchups already underway. Purdue beating Jacksonville 17-9. Kentucky beating Louisville 36-26. Tennessee beating Talon State 6-2. So there's only one, count them, one top 25 matchup today. And it is Houston against Texas State. Take the Cougars. Minus 27 and a half today. And then for my NHL fans, let's get you guys going. Take the Golden Knights on the road, plus 120 on the money line. So that means a 2-1 to one overtime win for the Golden Knights. Maybe a Stanley Cup preview? Eh? Maybe? Take Golden Knights over Tampa. What? Plus 120 on the money line, 2-1 in the score there. Uh, Hurricanes, minus 140 on the money line. So take the Hurricanes on the road against Pittsburgh. 3-1 Canes. And for game number three, let's go out west for this one. Go with the Flames, minus 195 on the money line, which means it's automatic score of 3-2. Or not automatic, but it'll be a score of 3-2 to two for the Flames over the Ducks in Anaheim tonight. So go with the Flames, go with the Golden Knights, and go with the Canes over the Capitals. Or not Capitals, the Canes over the Penguins. Those are your winners tonight in the NHL. And then tonight, of course, the only game you really should be watching because... As I said before, and I say I'm sorry college football fans, but these pre-Christmas bowl games don't 
jiggle me like they used to. I'm I'm not that interested. That's why I've I've switched the game pick line. That's why I've changed the game pick segments to basically include the betting lines because you know, if you're watching USF and Syracuse, you either A have to be a majority of the mainstream media which they all brag they go to Syracuse, fine. So either you're going there or you go to USF, which is in Tampa. So you do either that or, you know, if you're an alum of those schools, you're watching. But otherwise, why? Unless you have some action. So that's why for the game pick section, I always do the money lines, especially during the regular seasons because it's just, it's just not watchable. But for the NFL action, I know the NFL has been mediocre all year. But this game actually does have implications on the entire NFC playoff picture, not just the NFC South. Matt Stafford against Derek Carr, that's a good, and I mean good quarterback matchup against two, you know, and two teams that right now are playing well at the right time. Yes, the Saints are 7-7. Seven and seven. They get the same record as the team over my left shoulder in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they're 7-7, seven and seven, but they're probably playing the third best right now in the NFC behind the Bucs and the Rams. So these are really the two hottest teams in the NFC not named San Francisco. Yes, I said it. So this is going to be an interesting game. I don't think this game is going to be in the high 30s. But let's say 35-32. That's a stretch, I know. But it's possible. Expect Derek Carr. I mean, the Saints cannot and should not have him throw 40-plus times. Alvin Kamara is back to what he usually does. Taysom Hill, the real version of what Tim Tebow should have been. You know, he'll do what he needs to do. He'll get a touchdown, probably running there. Kamara won't get one. Otherwise, watch out for Puka Nakua, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, the usual suspects in L.A. Ram fans, if you win, according to Next Gen Stats, your uh, standards will... or your odds of making the playoffs will move up to 73%. So, huge win here for the Mountain Goats, a.k.a. the Rams. If the Rams do this, I'm going to take a quick look at the line because I am taking the Rams. There's no question on that one. I'm going to go 35-32. I might have to adjust it based on the line here. Yeah, Rams minus four. You know what? I'm going to up that a little bit. 39 or 38 to 31 Rams over the Saints. I do believe it's a little bit of an offensive explosion. The Saints will, and they are, figuring out their offensive rhythm. And for all intents and purposes, I know I've hyped up the Thursday night games. I've tried to a little more than... Al Michaels tries to do, or Herb Street tries to do, or the NFL tries to do, because they don't hype their Thursday night games very well, but 
I really do believe this is the game, not just for the NFC South, who, by the way, Bucks fans, if the Saints lose, it opens it up for the Bucks to grab sole possession of the NFC South. And Bucks fans, even if the Saints lose, all that does is it opens it back up for if Tampa loses to Jacksonville right now, Chris Godwin is not able to practice, so who knows if he'll actually go. And Trevor Lawrence is in concussion protocol, so it's still wide open. But if the Saints lose and the Bucks lose on Christmas Eve, it's not the end of the world for either team, unless Atlanta gets involved again. So that's actually why this game matters. It's for the NFC South. And then on top of it with the NFC playoff picture, the Rams hold the seventh seed, which is the last team in. And if the playoffs were to start right now, you get the Cowboys again, Rams fans. And last time you two played each other, that game was over by halftime. Meanwhile, the Saints are in the ninth spot. And if they win, they can still win out and win the NFC South. So it's a huge game for both teams and has implications in more than just one division. So that's why you should watch. Again, the game will be on 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific on Amazon Prime. With that, let me get to my biggest rant. Where am I? Let me get to my biggest rant. I already previewed it for you guys with the baseball rule changes. But I'm going to go ahead and just rant about this one more time. I want to see if it's still in there. Oh, see, they got... Oh, see, they... Oh, no, they did. They kept it here. Okay. So here are the rule changes that Major League Baseball is adding in. Major League Baseball's competition committee approved several rule changes for the 24 season, including subtracting two seconds from the pitch timer with men on base from 20 to 18, while also widening the runner's lanes to first. Now, again, when they're right, they're widening that lane. I, I don't know why. You're still going to have those weird plays at the plate where the pitcher's kind of standing there and they're blocking each other dang near. It's almost like a head-on collision. So I don't know what widening it will actually do. But, again, here are a few more rules changes for the season. Again, the pitch clock goes to 18. The pitch clock goes to 18 with a man on base instead of 20. The 15 second clock will still be there with an empty base. Barring an injury, a pitcher who begins to warm up at the start of an inning will now be required to face at least one batter. Previously, they could be replaced during or after warm-ups, the league said that there was 24 instances of that last season where the pitcher that warmed up between innings was replaced before throwing a pitch, adding approximately three minutes of dead time. Mound visits will be reduced from five to four per game as the league said they rank among fans' least favorite events in baseball. Again, you're listening to fans who don't understand why mound visits are necessary so okay we're gonna go from five to four you're still gonna have people who bitch that four mound visits will be a problem oh no 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 here's my other favorite one 
Okay, let me go all the way down to the list because there's the other one here. The pitch timer will now reset after a dead ball as soon as the pitcher is given a new one. And play is set to resume. He no longer has to be on the mound for the clock to reset. Preventing the pitcher's ability to delay a restart by walking around the edges of it. Uh, let's see. During pitching changes, if the clock is under two minutes, as the reliever exits the bullpen and onto the warning track, it'll reset back to two minutes rather than 2.15 as it did a year ago. Let's see. Let's go back to the mound visit one. Uh, to two. 2023, while according to league data, 98% of games last season would not have exceeded a limit of four visits. Umpires will permit defensive players to signal for a mound visit without actually visiting the mound to help improve pace of game there as well. Teams will still be awarded an extra mound visit for the ninth inning if they're if they use their four after eight innings. So in other words, yeah, 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 no, no, no. We're going to cut down the mound visits from five to four, but we're going to allow defensive We're going to allow defensive players. That means the catchers, the first baseman, the second baseman, the third baseman. We're going to, we can allow the middle infielders now to call for mound visits without actually going to the mound. Do you realize how stupid that is? But once again, people go, oh, we're listening to the fans. The fans are saying that uh, uh, mound visits are the worst part of baseball. It's the most strategic part of baseball, you clowns. Quit listening to us. We're not that smart. Quit placating to the people who can't even stay off their phones for two minutes because you want to look at TikTok videos of cats. Or whatever the fuck you see on TikTok. Sorry for the language. But really? It, I mean, those are the rule changes, but the mound visit one's just nuts. Like, hey, we're going to go from five to four, but hey, we'll let the defensive guys call in mound visits without them actually going to the mound. Like, what? Just another, another silly thing in baseball. And same again with Yamamoto Watch. I don't know what the dude is waiting on. Just make your pick. Go to New York. I don't care if it's with the Mets or the Yankees. Just pick one of us. At some point, just pick one. Because there's no way in hell he's going to want to go play with Otani in L.A. And there's no way he's going to go to San Francisco. So just come to New York. If Steve Cohen wants you in Queens that badly, then go. Like, seriously, just go. But, again, people are just driving people nuts. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for logging. Thank you for watching the Austin's Audit podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. <clears throat> Peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit podcast. 
You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud, or anywhere else you get this podcast. In order to watch this show, you got to go to rumble.com or download the Rumble app, the Google Play, or Apple App Store. Once you do that, search for the username ADGERKE. That's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have every single episode of this lovely show, which is right now up to 631. Yes, this is currently the 631st episode of this lovely podcast. Like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the algorithms. And speaking of algorithms, you can follow the show on social media, either through the Facebook page, The Austin's Audit Podcast, the Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast, the Facebook, no, I went through the Facebook page, Instagram hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast. For post-episode interaction, you got to follow me, Personally, Austin Gerke on X. Just go to Austin underscore, just search for Austin underscore Gerke or tag me in your little tweets or retweet, whatever the hell you guys do. At Austin underscore Gerke on X for post episode interaction. And for non show related content, go to my personal Instagram at Austin Spamonti. That's A U S T I S P A M A N T I. Again, that's A U S T I S P A M A N T I on Instagram. With that, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. This has been the podcast, The Austin's Audit Podcast. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.